Welcome back to Full Circle Reviews. We have Justin. What's up? Luke. That's me. And myself, Kristen, hosting tonight. Our uh, episode is on the 2006 political war drama, Blood Diamond. Is it that old? It is that old. Holy shit. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, we old. Yeah. Yeah. So this starred Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Connelly, Mm. uh, Jamun Hansu, and... Michael Sheen. I like how you say that. That that is the pronunciation. Nice. I looked it up because I did not want to butcher his name because I think the world of him and I did not know how to pronounce it. So I looked Jean it up. Moon Hansun. Yes. Wow. I like it. So that being said, it was my pick. It was. Luke was the first time viewer. I was. Luke, initial reactions. I loved it. Yes. I um uh, I, I just, I, I absolutely loved the emotion it got out of me. It, it, it made my heart pump at, at just continuously throughout. And I was on the edge of my seat to see like where things were going to wrap up in certain scenes. There was never any dragging. There was never any blankets of Linus that are never, <laughs> that were being drug anywhere. Explain the blankets of Linus. Well, Wait, we don't need to, that could be our inside joke. Okay. Well, it was, you know, I, I referenced it in the, the departed because the departed dragged quite yeah. a bit. And a blanket can be drug on the ground in like, say, downtown. Hypodermic needles. Hypodermic needles, indeed. So anyways, back to um, back to Blood Dime. Um, I thought I thought the acting was fantastic. I thought the story was fantastic. I thought that it invoked just about every emotion you could, including lust when it comes to Jennifer Connelly. Oh, I know. You love her. I don't understand that. How could you not understand that? I mean, I'm not going to say she's not pretty, but those eyes. Are like windows into the heavens. Yeah, and they sit underneath. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Don't go there. All right. Don't go there. Don't ruin his moment. Okay. Sorry. Negative. So anyways, Kristen, my hat is off to you. Thank you. I loved it. Yes. Yes. All right, Justin, your thoughts on the movie. I have the same feelings as Luke for once. Woohoo! Yeah, I know. Episode 27. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe 28. Yeah. 29. We did a lot this year. Um, yeah, this movie makes you feel a lot of different things and both lead actors do a phenomenal job of the characters that they portray. And it just, it feels so real while you're watching it, you know, and it's, it's on an issue that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody partakes in. And I think they did a good, good portrayal of what that potentially actually looks like. And um, similar to what Luke said, yeah, it's like, it's like a roller coaster ride of emotion. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of, uh, a lot of feels. It's a great movie. And I would agree with what he just said too. Oh, look at you two getting along together. We're almost going to shake hands. Maybe. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Well, I picked it because I love this movie. It's a, For Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You're like butter to, on a roll. Uh, that was I can't with either of you right now. <laughs> All right. Kristen, All right. You were saying- so this movie to me is incredibly powerful. It is based on true events. It is based on realities of what's going on in this conflict area and what happens with what they call blood diamonds. And it is a movie that you can't help but get wrapped up in what's happening. And I believe one of the first things Luke said a few minutes in the movie was 
basically how intense this mm-hmm. movie was. Yeah. And I think he was a little surprised that it was my choice because I'm not usually intense. No, you're not. Um, you're more touchy feely kind of when yeah. you're a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is a movie that is, doesn't get enough airtime and what the support I'm looking Praise. for. Praise. Praise. Recognition. Any of the above. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of swept <clears throat> under more but, than it should be. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. This is, this goes into a category of mine that I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. It, so it has to be that good that I'm like, I feel like a little bit like short change that I hadn't like seen. Like basketball it diaries. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got, I got one out of loop that was close to basketball diaries. Right. Um, Those were the days. So this story is by, <laughs> shit. Fuck off. is by Charles Levette. <laughs> And uh, C. Gabby Mitchell. It's an original screenplay. So it's not based on a book. It's all original. Um, mm-hmm. And I, the setting is 1990s. It's the Civil War in Sierra Leone. And it depicts the behaviors and the atrocities that happened in this civil war that occurred between 1991 and 2002. Mm. So, um, Diving into the plot a little bit, this is depicting Leonardo DiCaprio, who is a white South African uh, uh, what, runner, smuggler. Smuggler, I guess. Runner, yeah. Um, uh, fence. Yeah. yeah mercenary. Ex mercenary, yeah. yeah. military. Correct. And a fisherman, which is uh, Jamun Hansu. Yeah. What was his character's name in the movie? Oh God! What was it? Why can't I remember? Uh, I'm not good about that. Anyway, we'll think of it if we do. It was something I thought could have sworn it was something American, like Solomon or something. It was Solomon. Solomon Vendy. Yep, that's right. Luke for the win. Good job. No fun in front of me or anything. Very nice. So these two's paths cross during this conflict. Basically, um, Solomon's town gets. Raided by radicalists mm-hmm. and revolutionaries. Revolutionaries. Yeah. What was their? What was? The, what were they called again? I'm sorry to keep it. To no, that's okay. I'm just because um, they, they had a name. It was they, the IRF? It was some. It was. It was some acronym. Yeah, I have notes about it because they're a real group. But anyways, go on with your. We'll we'll get to that. Um. So they were attacked, and he was imprisoned. His wife and children were taken away. They're put into like work camps and his youngest son actually ends up being put into the child soldiers group drafted. And, um, he ends up in jail with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. They pass across while they're in a holding cell and Leo DiCaprio ends up getting Jennifer Connelly involved and she's a journalist. Mm. And it's kind of the story of how these three, are trying to get his family back. Well, and the blood diamond, the giant pink diamond. Correct. I almost feel like that that's at some point secondary to the plot. It's, it's a double. Yeah. Like sometimes it feels like the, the forefront is the family. I feel like there's two separate plots. There's two separate plots. Yeah. Yeah, But, but they weave into each other. Well, because they're interconnected, but at all, it's all, about the money and the I power get the end and all the money and the power is coming from yeah. the diamonds. Right. And him. So what happens is in the beginning, he ends up seeing this, he's digging for diamonds 
right in this conflict zone while he's in this work camp and he finds this monstrous just gigantic diamond which he knows is going to be his and family's saving grace to get them the hell out of this area and he ducks it away buries it and the the movie is the the retrieval attempts of getting back that diamond and reuniting him with his family. Correct. Which gets really difficult when his son is in a child soldier camp. And totally him. brainwashed totally, against him. Totally. Totally brainwashed and separated from mom and other family yeah. member. Yeah. So, um, it's a brutal movie. Some of the scenes that it depicts as far as the cutting off of the hands. Oh God. Short sleeve or long sleeve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but that's what they really did. That's I know. Horrifying. The first time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just the way he asked. They actually would do that. And the whole reason for that is that the voters had to use their hands to cast their ballots. Mm-hmm. And so this group, I, what is it? I, it was like the IRF or yeah, I think that's what it is. Inter- okay. Like revolutionary front or something. It was something. Liberna- yeah. Okay. Revolutionary force. So these revolutionaries would literally take anyone that was old enough or about to be old enough to vote and would cut off their arms and would ask Plural, both. Yeah. Jesus. And the only reason that his arms were not cut off is because they realized what a big guy he was. And then he would be really useful strength as a slave. As a slave. Yeah. And so they didn't do that. Um, Wait. So you mean black people had black slaves? We so. are not even going to approach that okay. topic right now. I got, in a, I got in a lot of shit in my history of Africa class for making a similar okay. comment. Um, so other true historic events that are depicted. Uh, they had at the end of the movie, if you remember, there's a conference that took place yeah. and it was in Kimberley, South Africa where they were developing a new process to try and certify the origin of rough diamonds Mm -hmm. being sold into the market. Um, That took place. That conference happened. That seemed, that seemed like a a legit thing when I was watching it. And it fell straight to the wayside because there was no way they was so corrupt. It still is. It still is. Absolutely. So it just it just completely fell apart. The negotiations, or because they, they no, just, they put it into place, but they end up not enforcing anything because no shit, everything that, was wow. I mean, imagine it. That diamond that he had was probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, didn't you price it out? It was like did, uh, similar to the Hope Diamond. I think I, did. I think it. she did. Yeah, and it was twenty five million. Got paid I thought. two million pounds. Yeah, and pounds are or less than the dollar. Yeah. I believe it. It varies. Does it? Yeah, it varies. So, um, and they're on the Euro now too, right? But he also got his family. I mean, the family, you really can't put a cost on that. No. The other thing that was historic that actually happened, that they did a a amazing job and haunting job of depicting was the drugging of child soldiers and the reconditioning of their brains and their minds and their behaviors. And you can see, I think they did an amazing job of showing it in this because as you're watching, it's like, okay, I see how that could happen. I see how, how a kid's brain would be re 
well, wired. It's exactly I, what gangs do. It is. Well, if I'm being honest, when I think of this movie, that's one of the, other than Jennifer Connelly's eyes, that's one of the main things that sticks out to me is when he was being shot up with heroin. It looked like horrifying. It was like that, that stuck out to me and it hit me like in a way it hadn't hit me before in this movie. It just fit. It was so uncomfortable because you, you, you have that realization in the back of your mind that this shit happens. Yeah. It's real. And, and it, it just makes, it just like adds another level of disturbing to it. Have you guys seen Beasts of No Nation? No, I've never heard the of The Netflix movie with Idris Elba? No. Yeah. I'll have to put it on the list. Okay. Um, so this movie came out in 2006. Um, when I was in college, roughly around that time period, um, I, had a hi- I had a history class. And I'll never forget, the professor had not warned anybody what they were putting on TV. And it was... It was actual found footage, not a movie, actual found footage of the horrors of the war between Rwanda and Burundi. And a child crawled into his mother's cut out stomach who was dead to try and hide. And I remember being so horrified. But these are the things that people don't talk about. These are the things that are happening. Jesus Christ. And she was pregnant and they cut her child and stomach out. And he found his mom laying there dead and crawled into her cave, like cavernous body. And it's, it's just the footage and it's the people that are recording it that are laughing and very much the way they were depicted in, in this movie. movie. Yeah. And so this, I saw this movie right around the same time that that I had that class. And it just, I remember those two images, the one from this movie and the one from that yeah. documentary of the found footage, just gut wrenching, horrifying. And it does, it affects you in a way that the epitome of disturbing it is seeing real death when it's not in a movie is crazy. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about the title a little bit. Blood diamonds. So blood diamonds are also referred to as conflict diamonds, Yeah. which are stones that are produced in rebel controlled territories that are opposed to internationally recognized governments. Yeah, usually because those revolutionary forces are using slave labor to do so. Correct. They're raping and pillaging and building their slaves. I mean, they're like Vikings, basically. And then they try and gather wealth and power to overtake the government. Right. And then the money that they make by selling these diamonds to diamond exchanges and diamond companies to be sold around the world is how they fund their revolutionary war behavior yeah but that's why it's called a conflict it's crazy that it's been just happening for so long it's almost like there's people in the background that might be always funding people to come back for more well the, the the political issue to talk about here on that is that the reality is they can say what they want oh it's a conflict free diamond yeah one of like the most the Leo important diamonds. one of the most important parts of this movie was when they talked about how Leonardo DiCaprio talked about how there are so many diamonds available Mm -hmm. that they actually buy them to hold supply, hold supply to increase demand and price and not over flood the market and not over flood the market because diamonds are supposedly a symbol of status and wealth and rarity and money and rarity. And it's not worth money if it's not rare. So, there is no such thing as a, a diamond shortage or a rareness of diamonds. These are continually produced. It's the fact that they're being produced by 
Slave labor. Slave labor. The wars and horrors that are going on to the people that are- Required through guerrilla warfare. Correct. That are actually getting a hold of them. The only reason this keeps going is because buyers keep paying for it. Yeah. So they can say it's conflict-free all they want. And it's very possible that some of them really are. But the reality is there's a reason why this keeps happening. Well, imagine if you're a buyer and you could get something- that's legit at 10 times the cost or get this for nothing. Correct. I mean, yeah, all day. And that's exactly why that conference went to shit is because there's too much money thing. involved. They, they had, they were able to get it for a lot cheaper and they would forge the documentation about the origins. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when they realized they couldn't actually enforce it, they let it go. Diamonds are still traded all the way around, all around the world. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, they are, <laughs> Um, they're illegally sold in order to finance their devastating wars on terrorism. And supposedly the Tiffany diamond Mm -hmm. that most people know about the Tiffany diamond, Mm -hmm. the Tiffany diamond may not be, and I say that with quotations because that's what it said when I looked it up, may not be a blood diamond. Hmm. Interesting. What source is that from? It was online. Um, it was Washington like Post speculation. No, it's actually according to the Washington Post. I wrote that down because I but didn't find did investigative even, reporting. Did even the Washington Post say may not be with the air quotes used? Okay, and, may not be. And nobody gives sources anymore. They of haven't course. been given sources for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. No, and the reality is, whether it's a blood diamond or not, it it more than likely is. Yeah. And there, no one's going to want to admit to that. Mm-hmm. So, um. One of the biggest quotes I thought was really key to both plots, when you talk about how there's kind of two simultaneous Mm -hmm. plots going on here, was when Solomon's character says, I understand white people want our diamonds, but how can my people do this to each other? Yeah. It pretty much, it's the, it should be the movie. It sums up the tagline. It is absolutely like, if not a trailer moment, the most key. I think genre theme of the whole thing. Cause it, like, it expresses his like genuine confusion a little bit for, you know, you know, you know, what's what we're going through. Why are we doing this to each this. other? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. um, let's talk about the acting a little bit. Gentlemen, would you like to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio's performance? Perfection. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like when I the first time I saw the movie, when he first started talking with the accent, it took me a minute to get used to it. Same here. It was was a little sharp, you know, but I'm not a perfectionist when it comes to Australian accents. Could have been from northern Australia and there's a different accent from southern. Don't know, you know, different tones, but. It actually was not an Australian accent, by the way. It wasn't New Zealand, South African. South African, that's right. See, to me, it sounded Australian. It sounded like the Australian inflection yeah. to me. Similar. See, I thought he was it's like not far apart, guys. For some it's reason, similar. I thought maybe he was Australian military, and that's why that military force was kind of shady in the movie. Yeah, and then became too. a mercenary with them. But you're right because he tells Jennifer Connolly the story. Mm. And uh, yeah, we'll go growing into that. up from South Africa. We'll go into you're that. Right. Please, you're right. I remember now. But Luke, any comments? See, it sounded on- Australian to me. But besides that, I thought I was spot on. I thought the acting in general was yeah. perfection. I yeah. thought the casting was perfection. Yeah, I do um, too. Uh, I can't imagine anybody else. Yeah. In. He's just going to give you shit because Jennifer Connelly. But I can't imagine of the two male leads, anyone else playing those roles better. Nope. 
No. And I'm sure that this movie won a lot of awards. Maybe. I, I would have to agree. I think I'm sure it did too. Yeah. At least at least three. I mean, very, very emotional performances. Yeah. Anybody who, who can th- this takes like an emotional commitment to watch. It, it does. You have to be in the right mindset to, to be perform. able to deal. And to sure. But it, to actually watch this and give it the respect that it's due, it, it takes a commitment to have your emotions be put on like a Knott's Berry Farm roller coaster. The log ride. <laughs> sure. He's got to always just jump in there. Don't so you? I thought DiCaprio was incredible. I did too. I think he's incredible in 95% of his roles. I'd say 100, but I'm sure there's going to be something that he wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the beach, but it, uh, he looked great, though. Um, the beach is awesome. I, I've never seen I it. knew that was coming. No, of course you did. He, um, this, however, yeah. when you talk about Hansu's performance, riveting. Mm-hmm. I mean, emotionally charged, intense. You, you can't help but feel every emotion he's portraying yeah. watching it. Yeah. I thought it was just... This was the first Remarkable. movie breakout performance, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to ask. I, th- I could have swore I thought you said that during the movie. Yeah, I believe that's so. Am- that's incredible. And what's sad to me is that he hasn't done a whole lot of starring stuff since. No, but he's been in a lot. He's been of in movies. a lot of movies, yeah. but not in a leading role. Mm-hmm. He, I, he must, he will be again. He must. They, mu- someone must know his worth here. His, his ability to pull this off. This is this isn't your run of the mill, you know, American movie here. This is like something that took serious pre- preparation yeah. and serious like line delivery preparation, and yeah, it's just my my hats off to him. So it is argued that this was DiCaprio's role that expanded him and uh, showed his true range, opening him up for doors for uh, Django, Wolf of Wall Street, and Inception. I love all three of those movies. I've seen Inception. That's it. Inception was great. Wolf of Wall Street was. I've seen clips. Pretty and, good. And it looked pretty good. It was clips. pretty damn good. Yeah, but I, I would. Uh, I would agree. Django's. I would agree. Good. Although, I mean, DiCaprio just blew me away in Basketball Diaries. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was at a young age. So, I mean, I've been partial to him since then. So, fun fact. Bring it. This movie came out the exact same year as The Departed. Oh wow. Totally different roles. Both at the same time. Totally different roles. Totally, you know, one one movie's good. (laughs) One one movie is poor. You like that movie more and more as we talked about it. D plus, I rated it and contradicted yourself. I love this. I hated everything about it. Oh yeah, I like that too. Fun fact, Kristen, go ahead. (laughs) So we talked about briefly about whether he had a South African or Australian or what his accent was or where he's from. So he speaks about being from Rhodesia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which is actually Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. So before Zimbabwe was Zimbabwe, it was Rhodesia. Mm. And what happened was rebels came in, took it over, stage a coup. Mm put their own military forces in charge and it became Zimbabwe. Hmm. So he refers to him as the elf as Rhodesian and not as being from Zimbabwe, which it's always interesting to me culturally. When you look at that, I have um, 
Mariana's mom mm-hmm. is from what became Yugoslavia. Okay. She does not look at it that way. Okay. How does she look at it? She 100% is Croatian. Gotcha. There is no even acknowledgement of. But borders have changed over time. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have the same thing with folks that are from Iran and Iraq and different other areas where change of powers has happened and who associates with what. Yeah. I always think that's interesting. So I thought that was kind of an, for me, nerdy fact in the movie. Um, But he ended up going, he watched his family murdered by rebels who created Zimbabwe. And that's why he doesn't recognize. I don't blame him. The title Zimbabwe. Gotcha. Um, And then he went into the military. Okay. Became a um, smuggler and um, mercenary, mercenary, so on and so forth. So, um, jumping back around a little bit, I did look it up. The diamond was worth about, they gave him $60,000 and it was worth 20 million pounds. Damn. So, okay. Exchange rate for pounds versus but dollars. But no, in the movie, he got 2 million pounds is what they told him. But you're talking like. Oh, so you're talking in the. In I'm the- sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I flipped that around. I'm bad. My bad, kids. Okay. They gave him two million, million pounds. It was worth at least 60 million. Got it. But then again, like we said, got he, his family. He got his family back and yeah. he got like safe passage for them, which is priceless. So but the, they still did take advantage of him. For a reference point, the Hope Diamond is worth anywhere between 200 and 250 million. Goddamn. For a, a rock. I hope to see well it someday. Yeah, you will. You so, will. Um, thoughts on plot? We talked about characters a little bit. What about yeah. the filming? Uh, I love the cinematography. A lot of the action shots, you know, like the helicopter flyovers. And it was like, there was a lot of movement, a lot of. There wasn't a lot of stationary scenes, you know, because the movie was so fast paced, you know, and suspenseful. Um, But I thought they did a good job of capturing like the relaxed nature and detracting from the seriousness a little bit. Um, I think it helped with the flow of the movie a lot, because if it would have just stayed the one tone the whole time, I think it would have felt like a totally different movie. I think they did a good job of of the intensity, but. You know, you're never really relaxed or calm, but it's mm-hmm. not so intense and in your face the entire time that exactly. you, you lose sensitivity. You get desensitized. And so the the choice of filming, but you know, filming styles for the different the different paces of the movie, I thought was great. Holy shit! I agree with them again. Oh, this is weird. It is bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's knocking me off my game a little bit here. I, I, I agree with everything you said. I was going to say the same thing. Your hat's stupid. I don't have a hat on right now. <laughs> okay, so argue with me. Let, let's talk about the scene where Jennifer Connelly is taking photos <laughs> of Solomon. Oh, that's sad. I don't want to think about my girl like that. With his family at the <sighs> gate of the when they camp. were reunited. Yeah, behind, through the fence, through the mesh. Yeah, and, and then pulled apart from each other. Breaking. He didn't want to let go. That that part was hits you in the gut very hard. 
you first time first time performance for this guy he was able to exude a feeling of absolute hope followed by you know fury realizing his son was gone followed by exasperated hopelessness uh at being pulled apart yeah absolutely it was uh i mean i didn't tear up or anything but i felt the emotion that somebody would could possibly tear up at that because i'm sure we've all seen those kind of photos from the conflict type wars and war photos and like heartbreaking moments and i think a lot of us when we've seen photos like that try to kind of move on past that. And I think that that scene did an amazing job with the cinematography of showing her capturing that moment and that emotion. Yeah. And I could just put everything happening beyond that photo. Like added a whole nother layer of. It did. Yeah. And if I, 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 I want, I'm, I think, wasn't she tearing up when this was happening? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I think she was having a character was very genuine. I would agree. Yeah. I think she was having a difficult time with um, feeling like she was invading and capturing that. Yeah. Too. And seeing how the actual people involved and how the diamond trade and the illegal diamond trade really affected these people and the people that actually live in those areas. I mean, you can hear about it, but seeing it's different, right? It is. 100%. That's our dog licking, by the way. Is that sound you hear? (laughs) It's okay. So, another, I think, incredibly powerful, and I think probably one of the most lighthearted scenes possibly maybe uh, is the scene where Jennifer Connelly snaps mm. a photo with the local militia. Oh, yep. And it gets them out of the twist. A super intense where Solomon and the leader are getting super heated. They're having a lot of tensions. Mm. Um, it, it's escalating rapidly and she walks in and wants to snap a, a selfie and it totally de-escalates. Played cute American girl. And, and my totally God. got away and saved their asses. Can you blame them? Talk to me about yes, that I scene can. a little bit. Anybody else's thoughts on that? I thought it was that? quirky and cute. Yeah. In a, in a movie that I would not expect anything quirky and cute. I thought it was cute, but it wasn't like... Uh, I get annoyed by shit like that easily. I know you do. That's why I was wondering if you had an opinion on it. I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. So it was done with taste. It was done with taste. And it wasn't forced in your face and it wasn't, they didn't linger a second longer than they had to. They had a conflict that they had to have resolved and they found a way to resolve it in a way that kind of made you go, huh? Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> and awesome. Jennifer Connelly, come on, go ahead. Why do you like her so much? He likes her eyes. I know. She is the epitome of Mrs. Hart. Mrs. Hart. Yes. Got it. All right, Justin, talk to me about the scene. I liked it. I did like it. I liked it very much, Luke. What did you like about it? Um, I like, I guess I like the way it made me feel because I would try to put my feet like in everybody's shoes for a second. Right. So at first I'm like, okay, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Right. And then, you know, I'm uh Solomon. And then I'm like, I'm going to talk myself out of this. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm going to die. And then I'm Jennifer Connelly. Like, Holy shit. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Hey, you want a picture? And they're like, yes, I do. I mean, I, I don't know. It just got me for some reason. So unfortunately I have to agree with Luke that they did it with taste five times. It was Damn. good. You know, and, and when I put my feet in their shoes, it's like, you know, they may have never seen a camera before, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, well, who are you? 
Yeah. Look at the color, not just look at the color of your skin. You're a woman. They may have never seen a white woman before. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like a the opening to a whole new world. Like she was the blonde in Godzilla. That um, moment. They may have never seen just an absolutely breathtakingly beautiful woman before. Yeah. All right, I'm going to dive a little deeper into it. Okay. Just a smidge. That scene to me is a moment of humanity in an inhumane movie. And what I love about that scene is it brings back the narcissism and egocentric behaviors of people being people. And the reality is we're in a conflict. We're fighting. We're going to. We're going to kill you. And oh, shit, we're going to die. Yeah, I want to have my picture taken. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, you're going to take my picture? They don't have cameras readily available the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. these weren't like the, it's the RUF, by okay. the way. The Revolutionary United Front. Mm. The Rough Riders. Um, <coughs> this isn't, these. this militia that was a local militia is not a, a group of people that are they're not revolutionaries, revolutionaries. Yeah. They're not trying to get their pictures taken to be famous. This is a very localized. It would have been very different had they been around folks that have more access to these equipments. Yeah. Cause they were like Aborigines. Correct. Yeah. And the reality is I thought it was such a, a brilliant writing scene to play on people's egocentricities. And I just thought it was really a a beautiful scene. Me too. Well done. All right. Um, So the RUFs, the Revolutionary United Fronts, told you I had that written down. These are the rebels that are supported and um, they were supported for a time by the Liberian government. They're known for their brutality they're known for having no apparent political agenda, just violence. Well, because the jewelers from Europe were buying them from Liberia. Mm-hmm. So it makes 100% sense. Yeah. Let's see. Correct. That's they, why they would, they would, and they would say things like, oh, this is from Libya. No, it's from Liberia because yeah. it's a, it, there's a border. Their brutality that was depicted was seemed absolutely. Like next level insane, mm-hmm. like crazy, like unnecessary brutality just genocide. for the sake of entertainment. So, gen- what genocide? Oh, they said Jennifer um, Connolly. I know that's what I thought you were doing, but um, so yes, they they really depicted them as just like absolute animals. And they and they were. And they are. And oh, I'm not defending that whatsoever. No, they they were. Um, this particular group actually was mostly eradicated. From Britain and Guinea, uh, their military intervention came in in 2001. That's why the war ended around 2001, 2002. Okay. So the RUF is still a very small, strictly political party now. Got it. But the militia and militant behavior is not associated any longer. But these groups are still very much active. And groups like them in other countries. Correct. Just different name. That's horrible. So... Um, it's it's depressing to like think that evil like this exists in the modern world. In the modern world, and- I know yeah. it, it's it's horrifying, and it's it's true though. All right, let's take a side note here. Um, Justin, do you remember the language that they were speaking at the beginning of the movie? 
So DiCaprio was speaking to Commander Zero. Yeah. When he was doing his smuggling with the the sheep. Mm -hmm. And they were speaking something called Creo. Yeah, Creole. Didn't it sound like this? It sounded like Patois to me. Not Creole. Yeah. Creo. Okay. K R I O. Okay. Creo. Which sounds very much like Creole. Yeah. But it's spelled very much the way they'd spell it in Patois. Nice. So if you guys remember, we were watching the movie and Justin said that sounds a lot like the Jamaican Patois language. So I had to look it up because. To me, it sounded like gibberish. It sounded made up. Right. Like, pig like, Latin, gibberish. Yeah, pig Latin. 100%. And sure enough, Creo is a Sierra Leone Creole language. The French African. Which is a French African. It's a combination of Nigerian. Okay. And English and French. And it is mutually interchangeable with Jamaican Patois. Nice. Wow. Which blew my mind that it you picked up on so that. It just sounded so familiar when he started. Like, at first he was like, I don't want to say one? like traditional Spanish yeah. versus like Mexico Spanish. Dialect. Right? Yeah, the different dialect. And then when they actually started talking and it was they were talking fast, it sounded like Patois because some of the words are just altered slightly and always have like an IE at the end. Correct. Um and it was amazing that you picked up on that to me because obviously we were in Jamaica and that's where you learned bits of the language. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I've been in other countries and I can't say that I would have been able to pick it up based on that small amount. That was just a moment that I was really impressed. Yeah. I pick up on languages pretty well sometimes. You should be. There was a quote that was referenced in a, an acronym that came up repeatedly in the movie and it was TIA. Which was, this is Africa. Africa. Yeah. Why? Anyone have any? This night, night time for all Light of us. Bulb. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone have any idea why that was used? Uh, I think it was just their way of saying, like, this is our life. And at the same time, knowing that nobody else isn't going to understand, like, them knowing that this shit doesn't happen other places, like... Yeah. And they would say it in the good times and the bad times, you know, looking at the view, you know, so it's just their kind of way of like paying homage, but also recognizing what it really is. Okay. I, don't know, like, I would agree. Thoughts. Yeah. You're what's, agreeing with Justin what's now? What's happening here? God, I got to pick more movies like this. Okay. Apparently. So you're spot on, Justin. This is after Africa conveys an acceptance of fatalism, both the adoration and the exhaustion. No shit. That's wow, exactly I pretty much fucking nailed that. You nailed that. You can just call it a board because I nailed it. That's a fucking Luke joke right there. All <laughs> right. That's a knee slapper. So. It's not his knee either. I want to bring up um, one of the most beautiful aspects of this movie, and that would be Jennifer Connelly's eyes. Luke, do you want to tell us about that? They. Okay. You look into those eyes and you see hope. You see hope that the human race, you see hope that the human race is capable of such beauty in a world of such destruction and violence and horror. But when you look in those eyes, you see, you see perfection, you see peace, you see heaven. And you hear a ball of snorting in the background. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. He is snorting, but he's it's it's that lusty kind of like you know, yeah. anymore. So, anyways, her eyes. I, I know you don't feel the same way, Justin. That's I'm why a, I asked Luke and not Justin. I'm aware, but again, different. Strokes. Well, I wish I felt that when I looked into her eyes, but when I look into her eyes, here we I go. Just, here we go. You know exactly what I see. You had to have a point of contention. You know that. That's fine. I did. I just have a flashback of Rec Room for a Dream, and she's <laughs> ass to ass. We don't, ass we don't, to ass. Yeah, don't need to go into more for graphic money. details. And that's a bad thing to have a flashback to that. I really don't like that flashback. You know. I mean, it's it's appealing to like a seventeen year old watching it with his parents not knowing about it. I guess so. Yeah. So one, my, one takes one to know one. True. <laughs> my point is more snail trails a, on socks. Oh God. My point is they're beautiful. Don't change, Jennifer. In beautiful mind, those eyes just they haunted my dreams afterwards. Okay. So okay. anyways, thank you for asking though. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Anytime. Hey, um, we talked about the movie being super intense. We talked about different scenes in the movie. Um Justin, what do you think was the most intense scene or aspect of the movie? I mean, there's a lot to pick from. That's hard. I don't know if I could pick the most intense or pick it appropriately. You know, if you would ask me while I was watching it, I could like right now. The one that's standing out the most is when Solomon sees for the first time that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is not really just after to help his son. He's mostly in it for the diamond. And he kind of has his, his wall that he had put up his wall of protection had kind of come down and he was starting to trust this a little, this, this guy a little bit. And then, uh, he finds out, you know, he's just another, just another scumbag and realizes that he may not see his son. It may all be bullshit. And he just broke down and he was like screaming at him and you could see the passion and the pain and, at the same time, the strength in his voice it was, yeah, that's one that sticks out to me now. Check this out. If you had asked me that, I would have said that scene. You're fucking lying. Are you serious? I'm being dead serious, dude. Wow. I, I love disagreeing with you, but no, I'm I'm dead serious. Wow. Did you, did you get a COVID booster or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Um, so I think for me... Intensity wise, I think the most intense aspect of the movie was uh, Han Su's acting performance. Mm -hmm. He was intense in all areas, intense in the way he loved his family, intense in the way he was driven to find that diamond for them Mm -hmm. to get them out of this. Correct. For, you know, finding his family and reuniting them. I mean, he crossed, you know, heaven and earth to get all of the members of his family back together and and more than once almost absolutely died. almost died yeah. trying to do it. Um so I think that that was probably for me aspect wise coupled with the child issues, the the child drugs, the child violence, the child it it, it teaching them how to shoot and all that. You know, I think we've seen so many movies over the years of violence by, you know, adults. And and you do sort of come to a point of being desensitized to seeing that. Mm-hmm. Very difficult for me to watch a kid with a machine gun being shot up with heroin. Yeah. 
And then shooting up. And then shooting people. people. Yeah. That was horrifying. Yeah. So for me, I think that was probably, it. you know, to be the disagreement against you two. That's okay. I love the scene you guys picked too, but. I mean, we're in agreement about it. That's, that's all that matters is that we agreed. So, all right. Um, any final thoughts on the movie before we get into ratings, budget, and box office? Well done. Good Thank pick. You. I hope it won lots of awards. Not just nominations. I hope it actually won. So thank you for bringing me back to that. It was Academy Award nomination for Best Actor for Leo DiCaprio, Best Supporting Actor for Hansu, Best Sound Mixing, Best Sound Editing, Best Film Editing. God damn. And nominations for the Grammys for Best Soundtrack and won nothing. What? Are you serious? I snubbed it. All nominations. What did that shit departed win? While everybody's wearing fucking diamonds. It won like 13 Academy Awards. It was up for like 13 Academy Awards. People suck, dude. Which it bothers me when I say that this is underrated. It bothers me that this hasn't gotten more. This. The respect. The the movie poster is next to the the word underrated in the dictionary. I hope so. All right. Um. This was actually also, sorry, one more thing. It was directed by Edward Zwick, who also did, I wasn't either, but I know all of these movies. Last Samurai. Oh, yeah. Legends of the Fall. Mm-hmm. Love and Other Drugs. Oh, I love that movie. Defiance. Oh, great movie. The Jack Reachers. Mm-hmm. The Siege. Damn. Courage Under Fire. Damn. Haven't seen a one. You're shitting me. Jaw drop. Never saw Defiance. No, that's on my it's list. Right up your alley. That's on my siege. list. Steven Seagal. That's under siege. Oh, that was. No. The siege. The siege. Hmm. Yeah, the siege is about. You the, love loving and another drugs. That's another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Anne Hathaway. So, all right, had to throw that in. Okay, on to ratings or budget. Budget. We gotta go budget. Okay. Um, can I go first? Yeah, let me find my notes on it, and then you can definitely go first. Okay, okay we're good. Budget. It's got to be high. 107. Okay. Justin? Mm. Think about where they filmed it. Money goes a lot further where they filmed it. That's true. Um, I'm going to say 83. 100 million for the budget. Box office. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Box office. I'm gonna go. This 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 must have been a hit. This must have been a huge hit. 312. What did I say last time? 160 something. Hmm. And I was way over. I'm gonna go. 182. 171. I was way off. Wow. And you were damn close, actually. Well, the fact that I didn't get any, award, any awards mean, made me think that I probably didn't get as much attention as it should have, and even though that's it was been nominated. Kind of my theme is that it's it's very much not enough attention. Because so. of the theme of within the movie. It's a, it's a greed and capitalism, imperialism, slavery. Yeah. Yes, all of the above. All right. Ratings. Do you want to do ours or critics? I say we just go right to ours. Okay. So, A plus. Woo! Wow. It's the first one for you. No, it's not. No, it's not. First A plus. I don't think you've given anything yes, A plus yet. Blair Witch, Savage uh, Lands. Mm. Why him? 
Uh, <laughs> you knew that was coming. Um, a plus. I loved it. Yes. I loved it. It was, uh, it got all, the, all the feels out of me. Um, if Jennifer Connelly were not in it, it would be a B. Okay. To be fair. So a plus from Luke. Are you shitting me? You don't know what it's like to be in love. Wow. I beg your pardon. I guess we should just drop drop the, yeah. the act right now. J- Justin and Kristen are married. So. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, that Justin not, has not been established. No, it hasn't. Uh, We've alluded to it a couple of times. A few times. Mm. All right, Justin, go ahead. What's your rating? Rating. Well, no, genius. we have to go back for a second. If Jennifer Connelly, the thing a uh, B from an A plus to a B. If Jennifer Connelly were not in, I, would I know you liked, but she didn't have a huge role in the movie. It was oh, mostly them too. She made something huge. Wow. So you're saying they were B quality. Just give give your fucking rating, please. God <laughs> damn it, dude. I'm He's chomping at the bit here. Go. I am. I'm gonna go with an A plus as well. I think that's the first one I've given. Yeah. I just think it's uh amazing execution in all aspects. It definitely causes not just a single but consecutive uh, emotional reactions and just all around is top notch movie in my book. I would agree. Excellent. I'm, we need to watch another movie. Okay. Not tonight. I'm tired so, of agreeing. All right. <laughs> so I, I also give it an A plus. Fucking nice. A. This um, is all around. This is the, this is the, the best for all, all the reasons we've talked about. I think it was an incredible job of depicting a horrifying a horrifying situation without just going for sheer shock factor. There was story, there was dialogue, there was yeah. emotion other than just disgust. Yeah, because if it was just mayhem and murder the whole time, you wouldn't be able to sit through it. No. Yeah. It wasn't just carnage. Yeah. So I give it an A plus as well. Um IMDB rated it eight out of ten. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-three percent. Wow. I I I no longer really give any kind of weight to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. It's just, ever. Do you agree? Do you guys agree though? Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. bullshit. They, like it never makes any sense. It was like the compass for a while. Yeah. The fucking the gauge. Now but it's just crap. It just seems like, I mean, you can have like, a, like deliverance or something. They, they love the night house, but don't like blood diamond. Exactly. You can have fucking a, shit an absolute glo- wonderful movie. And it'll be like, ah, oh, 2.3, some, some stu- or 23% or right. whatever. Some bullshit. Well, if you feel any better, and I know this doesn't make anyone feel a whole lot better because it's just an, a like or dislike, but Google got 93%. Yeah, that right. makes me feel a little bit better. So, all right. A plus all the way around. Full circle reviews on Blood Diamond. Excellent job for everybody involved with this film. Excellent job from everybody involved in this podcast. Aw, shucks. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you for hosting again, Kristen. You are a wonderful host, as always. Hostess with the mostest. Thanks, gents. You're welcome. Well, signing off here. We'll catch you on the next episode of Full Circle Reviews. Bye. Bye. See ya.